Hello and you're very welcome to another episode of the IFF TV podcast. Today's guest is Millwall FC and Republic of Ireland International Sean Williams goes on to tell his story of his football career. So here it goes. Andy, firstly, thanks so much for taking the time out to have a chat with us. No problem, Paul. Um, pleasure's all mine, mate. But listen, um, we had uh, basically half the Ireland team on uh, over the last kind of couple of weeks and we've been talking about their career and kind of just the, basically the story behind their career and to where they are now, starting from the very, very early days of just starting kicking a ball and getting the first pair of football boots on. So do you want to bring us up to speed um, from the very, very beginning right up until now? Uh, so where did you first uh, get into football um, and what was your kind of first earliest memories of football? Uh, yeah, it was a good while ago now, but um, probably like, you know, like the mini leagues and that in and around your area and stuff. So I remember my dad taking me to all them and then kind of obviously progress into a team and a club and that. And I think first club was home farm, probably the age of seven, eight, maybe. Um, I think I stayed there till maybe about 12. And then I I went on to Stella Mara's after that for a couple of years. Um, and I think at the, at the time then, I think it was between maybe on the 16s or whatever, it is, there was a bit of a decision to make whether to, I don't know if Stella Mara's were continuing on at the time. So um, I went back to home farm played there for a year or whatever and then I ended up going to Clash to Eda um for you know the American scholarships after school. So uh that was the hopes and dreams of the time and um I think I was only maybe a month or two into it and Drahada asked me to come up to them. Uh, uh John Carl was the manager of the under twenty ones at the time. So um yeah, it, obviously I was like, yeah, no problem. Went up, I think I trained for a few days or whatever. And uh, then I, I got offered a contract, a professional contract there. So I was more than happy just to part ways with Colossae at the time and um, just focus on playing in Ireland. So um, that that was where obviously my first steps into professional football was, was with Drogheda when I was like, roughly... I think it was probably eight, late 18, 19, maybe. So, um, yeah, that that's obviously the start of that chapter, really. And um, what was it like then? Obviously, draw the 2008, or sorry, 2005, sorry, because they had a decent team in around that time. Yeah, yeah. you know what? I didn't. I'd obviously, I'd gone to a lot of games when I was younger with my dad down Tolka Park, uh, watch shells. Shells Bowls probably were the two main teams that used to bring me to watch and um I knew a lot about the league uh, at the time. So when when I went to Jordan, I was thinking, Oh yeah, this is a big club like, you know, there was they were they just won the cup the year before and I thought, Oh, there'd be no better opportunity then to get involved in uh in the club. So um yeah, look, they'd won the cup the year before, they were guaranteed to play in Europe the next year. Obviously, I wasn't thinking about playing in the first team, but it was just being at a top team at the time. So... Oh, you've yeah, been learning. 
off the yeah, players. You know, yeah, do you know what I mean? They had a lot of a lot of good players. A lot of players that come back from England obviously had disappointments playing away, and then they had a lot of older, experienced pros in Damian Lynch and Simon Webb. Um, then they had young young players. Uh, obviously, the Shamrock Rovers manager now, Stephen Bradley, Graham Gartland, Shane Robinson, um, Paul Keegan, and Declan O'Brien was there. He was the captain at the time. So, um, yeah, to be able to train with them on a daily basis was a great learning curve. And, um, yeah, definitely put me in the right steps anyway, learning from, from such experienced pros at the time. Was Richie Baker there when you were there as well? Yeah, he was, yeah. He wasn't there when I first went, but um, I think the season uh, like the season or two after that, he was there, yeah. He was a, he was a great guy, yeah. He was my football manager there for the past two years there at Rosemary Movie. So. <laughs> yeah, I have him on um, Facebook. So uh, it was his birthday there last week or the week before, so... Um, yeah, no, I don't keep in contact with too many of them, but um, still kind of friends. Yeah, well, you spoke there obviously about the characters and stuff like that, but you you went on loan twice, and I, I think it more referencing to going over to England yourself, maybe they had kind of given you a bit of warning signs. But people have been over to the UK, um, but we're kind of across that later on. But it's just kind of something that popped into my head. And you went on your loan moves to uh, Finn Harps and Dundalk. Was it hard going to Dundalk from Drogheda considering, I know it was a loan, but the fact that yeah. there was obviously that Local rivalry. Yeah. Um, no, I think I was I was there for, I was at Drogheda for the first season and I'd been on the bench and been in squads for like European games and that. And I think I played in, the Satanta Cup and stuff like that the year that they won it so I got a medal but obviously it didn't really mean much to me because I, I didn't feel like I had that much of a say in the matter but um, yeah so I think from being in and around it for that year or two uh, I felt like I wanted to go out and experience it myself so going to Dundalk I, I, I didn't really have too much of a worry about it being like a local rival so um obviously like in ireland there's not many people that stay at the one team so everyone played for every team nearly so i wasn't too fussed about that and at the time there was a lot of dublin lads as well so um i was able to travel up with them it wasn't just locals on dark lads that were all up the rivalry and all like that so um the manager as well obviously john gill was there at the time and he was the one that obviously I feel like kicked off my career by giving me the opportunity of playing. So, um, yeah, I'll be forever grateful towards him. And he's still heavily involved there at Dundalk at the moment. Um, you know, he was obviously involved with, with Vinnie Perth and stuff like that, part of his, his coaching staff and Stephen Kenny and that. Yeah, um, to be fair... Vinny, I played with Vinny when I first went, so he was like the senior pro losing his legs and I was the young runner for him. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good experience being at Dundalk as well because obviously it hit the ground running when I first went there. Um, I think scored in the first four games of the season and thought the world was my oyster. So, um, 
unfortunately then I think I picked up an injury then halfway through the season but um, I think I managed to get maybe 19, 20 games for Dundalk um, in a season um, scored nine goals I think it was at the time from centre mid which was quite good for a striker I suppose but um, yeah it was it was just a it was a great learning curve and I met some great people um, at Dundalk at the time like in Anto Flood and Philly Hughes and John Flanagan David Cawley was there there was Aidan Lynch Damien's brother um, but yeah now there were some great fellas there and uh, to be fair I still talk to quite a few of them as well um, so kind of from Dundalk then going back to draw the were you thinking, all right, I'm after having a good season here, I'm going to try to get it back in the team? What what kind of happened there, in your own words? Um, yeah, like, I think I got called back half. I think I went on loan for the first half of the season, and then Paul Doolan called me back, and I can't remember who we were playing against. I think it might have been Pats at home, and the day before, named the team, I was starting, so I thought, oh, obviously the loan move worked, and I thought, oh, happy days, like, got my mum and dad up to the game, stuff like that, and um, got to the stadium, and obviously thinking I was starting, he named the team and I wasn't in it, so I was like, what the fuck's going on here, do you know what I mean? So uh, I was fuming, I was like, yeah, I'll, I want to go back on loan, you know, like, obviously in the week following, um, uh, so then I ended up going back on loan to Dundalk then for the rest of the season. Picked up an injury. Um, so then that season finished. Uh, the following season, done pre-season, all that. And I thought, just had that, you know, the, like a feeling that I had between the manager. I just said, oh, this fella's not having me at all, you know. Uh, trying to teach me how to kick a ball properly and stuff like that. At the time, I was 20, 21 years 20 nearly 21 years of age and I had this fella telling me how to kick a ball properly so I was like yeah here look I'm out, I'm out of here do you know what I mean like um where I felt appreciated at Dundalk so um at the time then um Pat Fenlon wanted me to come along at both so I thought oh, I thought this is brilliant you know what I mean I'll get one up on him blah 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 uh he said no he said, oh, I'm not sending you on loan to a rival. So I, I thought, okay, um, no problem. So he was like, this is your option, Finn Harps. So I was thinking, ah, oh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was like, Finn Harps, five hours away in the car, I was thinking, right, I'll go anyway. So I went, I think I played about 15 games there, fucking hated every single minute of it. Not no disrespect to Finn Harps. It was just the distance and living on my own and stuff like that. It just wasn't for me at the time. So uh, I think there was an option in between half the season and Paul Hegarty was the manager at the time. Absolute fantastic fella. Um, couldn't have done more for me. He offered me an extra few quid in my pocket to stay, and I said, no, do you know what it was, actually? He, he played me on the left wing, and I said, look, I want to play centre mid. He was like, look, I think you're doing a great job for us there. I said, right, no problem. Then when I come to halfway through the season, he was like, 
offered me a few extra quid. He was like, look, I'll play centre mid if you stay in on. I said, I said, look, I can't. I was like, I'm just, I'm just not comfortable here. You know, it's too far away from friends, family, girlfriend. I need to go. So, um, yeah, that's what happened. I ended up going back to Drogheda then. I, I think I played a couple of games then towards the end of the season. I played against Pats, Cork, a um, couple of other games, done quite well. Then the end of that season, then uh, the club went into administration, um, as so many do. But uh, <laughs> So I was thinking, oh, what am I going to do now? I don't have a job. I, I think I just got a new car the start of the season and seeing how am I going to pay for this and uh, one of my best friends at the time um, one of my best friends now was playing with me at the time at Drogheda uh, Garrett Whelan and he was in the same boat we, we used to travel up together and uh, the two of us were like what are we going to do for money so we ended up uh, I think it was working for giving out newspapers on the, the Malahide Road in the mornings and we were doing that we were doing little nixers here and there for dad um just doing that we could to get to get money in in their pockets and just to pay the bills so um then i think that was at, at the time where we were kind of grafting um lean buckley got in contact with us about coming to sport and fingal and he was like selling me the dream uh at the time that's what many do I don't know if you spoke to him, but uh, yeah, he, he could sell snow to the fingers, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, everything sounded great. The plan, the project, I think he called it, was fantastic. And I said, look, I've got a great left side centre half, Garrett Whelan, can you can he come along as well? So the two of us went down there. Um, but yeah, no, look, that was the start of that. Uh, Started that project anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds eventful. So how was how was your time at, at Sporting Fingal then in terms of playing wise? Yeah, it was good. Um, so you've got, uh, forty. If you go on by Wikipedia, you've got forty five appearances, thirteen goals, which isn't a bad return for a midfielder. Yeah, that's all right. But yeah, no, I think it might be a bit more. Like to be fair, because. Um, how many games is there in a season in Ireland? Thirty-six. Uh, I I can't I, I I can't tell you off the top of my head. Yeah, something but, like that. Yeah, we were there for two years anyway. But um, yeah, when I first went, obviously the club had only been formed the year before, and the year before I think they were just kind of gave everyone kind of one-year contracts just to kind of get the club going. So the year when I was going, then they ended up bringing in people on two-year contracts that they kind of seen as a bit more of the future where we had myself, Ronan Finn, um, Shane McFall, Conan Byrne, and I think there was a couple left from the previous year, Robbie Doyle and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, the, I think the group of players that we had there, um, they were all young, hungry, uh, wanting to prove themselves and and Liam definitely gave us the platform to do that. What what's Liam like as a manager? Seem, because I've I've met him um, a, a lot of times. He seems like a great fella. Yeah, he, 
He was, he was a great fella, yeah. Um, obviously, I don't know what he's like now because I haven't played for him in 10 years. But um, back then, yeah, he, he was... I think he just filled you with confidence. Um, he just kind of gave you the stage to go and perform and let you... He kind of trusted all of us to... To, to perform as well as we could and um, obviously it, it paid off from the players that we did sign. Yeah, because you mentioned that obviously like people like Ronan Finn and stuff like that who's gone on to have a great career in the League of Ireland. So did you just know looking around the team and obviously you'd been training with Drada so you, you'd have a fair idea of kind of top players within the league and stuff like that. Were you looking around going, oh, we have a decent team here? Yeah, that was it. I think um, definitely because the season I went there in the first division and uh, like Shane McFall, Ronan and that I played a lot of games for UCD at the time. Um, I know Ronan actually joined us the following year, but uh, I think it was the following year. Yeah, I think he might have joined us the following year, but um, yeah, no, I definitely thought uh, that was the reason I wanted to go there as well, you know, um, the players, uh, obviously, I want like when I first met them, uh, I asked them, "What players have you got?" Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not coming there if, if everyone's going to be shy, like you know. So, um, <laughs> I didn't want, I didn't want to end up in a relegation battle. But uh, yeah, no, looking around, I, I kind of had a good feeling about the place. You know that way that there was good camaraderie in the dressing room and um, the way the style that he wanted to play as well suit with the players that were there. And so, kind of in and around that time, you obviously earned your move then uh, to the UK. But what was your thoughts? Kind of, were you skeptical about going over, or were you excited? Um, I think we well, in the second season of Fingal. The the previous year, we won promotion and won the FAI Cup, and um, I had no thoughts about going to England because. Uh, the second season there, we were playing in Europe. Uh, I think we finished fourth in the league, and it was looking on the up. You know that way we brought in more players, better players than we'd had the previous year, more suited to the Premier Division. And um, what was it? Yeah. So, like, I think come pre-season, then in my third year there. Uh, I think we we all rocked up one day anyway. I think we'd be training a few days and Lean pulled a meeting to say that Jerry Gannon, the man that funded the club, was going into administration or he was going into NAMA at the time and the club was going to be one of his assets. So uh, basically the club was going into administration. So that was the same again. Of a job, um, I know me and Ron and Finn at the time we went to uh, where did we go? We went to Celtic on trial for a week, um, then I think we went to Wolves straight after there, and oh, I didn't really have a good time of it there. Like, I ended up Ronan, I think, picked up a knock, and I'd lost my head with. The manager at the time, he, 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 I ended up kind of warming up a fucking goalkeeper or something at one stage. So 
Uh, I ended up like sat in the office. I said, "Look, I'm done." Like finish. I said, "Here, look, if he comes up for me, tell him I'm off." Like and I was back at the hotel. Finner was ringing me, going, "Here, look, he's looking for you." Like, and I said, "I'll oh, tell him I'm fucking gone. I'm not going back." Like, do you know what I mean? So that was that was the other thing, and uh, that that was Mick McCarthy at the time. So uh, <laughs> it's probably why I didn't get called up last last campaign. But um, yeah, so. Uh, then I think at the time then I was training with Shamrock Rovers, Michael O'Neill was the manager there. Um I was keeping myself fit and he was like, Look, I want you to sign for us and I said, Look, give me a few days and I'll let you know and um Graham Barrett was my agent then and he gave me a call and said, Look, so I'd had an offer from Celtic to go there on a three and a half year deal just before uh, Fingal folded. I think it was literally about five days before they folded. They, I think they offered between 125, 150 grand, and the first half of the three and a half years I was to go on loan at MK Dons. So I thought, oh, happy days! Like this is this is it. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, I'm all over it. Like, um, I think they rejected it, and. Five days later, then the club went into administration. So I was thinking, what's going on here now? Like, you know, I think it was February the 7th. So it was just after the transfer window in Scotland. So I was a free agent, but I couldn't play for another team until the following season because it was after the window. So Celtic came back in, offered me the same contract. Um, nothing to do with the money they were going to pay for me. Uh, I, I said, no. Look, if it's going to be, if I'm going to be leaving home, I want it to be decent enough. Um, do you know what I mean? So they came back with a second offer, had a bit of the, the fee they were going to pay for me in it. And I said, look, do you know what? It's not, doesn't feel right. So uh, rejected it. And Graham Barrett got on to MK Dons and they said, yeah, look, we'll sign them straight away. So uh, I signed there for it was a bit of a gamble to be fair. So I'm there for a year. Um and I think after a month I signed the new two year deal. So the gamble paid off and I'm happy that I've made that decision. Yeah, well it, it kind of it's 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 pretty much major at this point. Yeah. Um I has yeah, like I think if I had went to Scotland Celtic, obviously, a massive club. I was going over there as a sentiment fielder where I think they'd only had, in that in that formation they played, there were two positions up for grabs and they probably had about six players, like, you know, for that two, them two positions. So I thought, I, I, I didn't think I'd probably get as much opportunities as I probably would have wanted. And you said there you went, you went to MK Dodds. Who was the manager there and was it, the manager that that was the one who got you there, or was that, I suppose the the person? Yeah, it was kind of made you made you want to go there. Yeah, it was. Um, Carl Robinson was there. He was the manager. Um, the fitness coach that was there is um, Damien Doyle, Irish guy, um, who I have a really good relationship with now. Um, went to his wedding and that and. I'm 
good friends with his brothers. So um, that was a massive factor in it. Uh, Stephen Gleason was there at the time, who I'd known from before. Um, so uh, yeah, there was. I think at the time I was probably fed up with just not knowing what I was going to be doing, and I kind of jumped at the opportunity more than thought about it. Like, yeah, well, kind of. At that point, you obviously were just looking to to get a, a decent move for yourself to just play first team football with, a, I suppose, security behind you because you've spoken there about clubs just folding, 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 and you're left there thinking, going, just when I'm getting a bit a, a bit going, something's stopping me again. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Like it was hard because if Fingal never folded, I probably would have stayed there. Like you know what I mean? Like unless someone came in with something ridiculous, but. Um, yeah, I, I loved it there, and uh, it's just unfortunate what happened to them. Yeah, well, talk me through kind of your time at, at the MK Dons then, and you, you must have enjoyed it. Again, I'm looking here, 108 appearance, 19, 19 goals. Yeah, um, I loved it there. Uh, it was great, like stadiums, massive, and nothing compares to it in Ireland, obviously, in the league. Um, and yeah, like the the style of football that they played definitely suited me. And I ended up actually playing centre half there for the, the vast majority of the time because when I first went, um, obviously I was there to play centre midfield. And in pre season, um, two of the centre halves got injured, so there was only one fit, one left. And I remember I'd played, I think, two or three games for Fingal centre half and. The manager must have obviously knew about it, but um, asked me would I be comfortable playing there. And um, I ended up starting the season there at centre half. Played the whole season centre half, and we finished in the playoffs, um, beaten unfortunately in the semis by Huddersfield, I think it was. And yeah, so I ended up becoming a centre half there, and that was the reason why I ended up leaving. Okay, because you were just con- you were just continuously being played, I suppose, out of position. Did you find that hard? Because it sounds like you know throughout your career you were constantly kind of don't, don't don't take this the wrong way, but kind of shoehorned into different positions rather than your natural, as you would say, your natural position and best position would be centre mid. Um, possibly, yeah. Um, but to be fair, at, at MK, I, I never really. I never had a problem with it because I just wanted to be playing as many games as I could because I wanted to establish myself in England. And for the, I think the first season that I played there, I played like 46, 48 games. So, um, yeah, I, like I was just, I was happy playing there. It suited me um, with the with the way that we played. Um, it was literally total football, get it off the goalkeeper. And it gave me so much time with the ball. Um, it, yeah, it definitely suited me to play there. That ended up the following season. Then I ended up, I think, yeah, played a ridiculous amount of games. Um, got player of the year then the second season. And I think it was players player of the year and club player of the year. And then the third season, uh started off centre half and I felt 
I wasn't being utilised the way I thought I should have been. Uh, I, I wanted to play centre mid. Uh, didn't didn't obviously get that opportunity. So the reason I left was the reason I went to Millwall was because they gave me the opportunity to play centre mid again. And did you know that going there, or or you? Because you know the way you spoke earlier about Liam Buckley selling you a dream. Was was the manager at MK Dons at the time telling you? Oh no! If you stay here, we'll play. We'll play a centre mid type of thing just to hang on to you, or was he all right to let you go? Uh, oh, he was all right to let me go. Well, there was a bit of not argument, but there was words had. I think only like six months left on my contract. Um, so I would have left at the end of the season for free. So I think they ended up selling me for two fifty. But they they'd accepted two bids from one from Millwall and one from Brighton, so um, it was my decision in the end. So what what was the uh, reason behind joining Millwall then? I could see a smirking away there. Yeah. Uh, so there was Ian Holloway was the manager at the time. Um, his chief scout was Mick Harford, who is chief scout at Luton now, I think. But um, Mick was the assistant to Carl Robinson at MK Dons. Um, okay, yeah. So I spoke to Ian Holloway on the phone, um, and he said, look, I want to build the team around you. I want you to be my um, central midfielder. Told me the way he wants to play. Stuff like that, so um, yeah, I was smiling ear to ear, do you know that way? Um, I'd had a phone call then from Brighton manager who was Garcia at the time, and his assistant was Neil Jones, who was the Stoke manager recently, I think just yeah. before. So, um, I think it's Oscar Garcia, something I don't know, really, I can't remember his name, but um. He couldn't speak English, so I spoke to Neil Jones on the fo- the two of them were on loudspeaker, and Neil Jones was saying to me, um, "Look, you'll never get an opportunity like this to play at such a big team again." They wanted me there as like four choice centre half behind like Matt Upson and stuff like that. So uh, I was thinking, "Who's this fella telling me I'm never going to play for a big team?" Do you know that way? Um, so. Um, figures aside, I ended up choosing Millwall um, due to the approach from Neil Jones. What you said there about Ian Holloway, did you say he was the manager of Millwall? Yeah, I ended up being his first signing here. But, you know, that must have been a massive compliment. Yes, he's one fella telling you're not good enough, but there's a manager there who, yeah. you know, everybody knows Ian Holloway. I yeah. mean, and, yeah, you know, character, like you know, it was it was a big factor of why I chose Millwall as well at the time was because of the manager. Yeah, and he had done well with Blackpool. Yeah, Blackpool. Yeah, uh, gone Palace as well. Got down for a as well. Yeah, but I remember him uh, having that really good season with Blackpool. I know ultimately they got rele- relegated, but the way they came up, they they really made an impression. You know, everyone knew about them throughout the course of that season and obviously with Palace then as well yeah definitely um, yeah he was a massive factor was, I think it was him 
Um, I think I, I wanted to experience what it was like to play for a proper club. No disrespect to MK Dons. Um, Millwall is a proper football club. Um, I think the passion and the heart through the fans is is the main aspect of the club. Um, they're definitely number one and the team's number two. Yeah, well, just in regards, you, you've been at Millwall since, what, 2014, so six years. Yeah. Um, your longest, I think that's your longest spell at the club. Oh, yeah, yeah, by far. Um, yeah, it's definitely, it's my home here now. Um, yeah, we've, like, had two kids since we've been here. And they're Millwall mad now, so, um, yeah, no, it's been, it's been an amazing journey. Well, tell me through kind of a couple of seasons uh, with Millwall up until now and just kind of how much you've enjoyed it because, as you said there, uh, you've made it your home now and you just seem to really, really be enjoying your football and just enjoy it. You just seem content. Yeah. Um, I think when I first came, um, we were down there um, struggling. I think we had 17 games left when I came and we ended up staying up on the last day which we didn't need to we didn't need to win anyway but um, because of results. So I think we stayed up by like four points but um, yeah it was it was mad. It was crazy. Then the second season we started off on fire in the playoffs for ages Um I think things kind of turned a little bit south towards the manager. Um, results kind of faded away. Uh, he ended up getting the sack. Um, Neil Harris took over, who was the manager of the 23s. Um, I think for the last 10 games and brought a bit of life back into the team. He, he brought a couple of the younger lads into the team that uh, he'd worked with at the 23s. And they kind of gave gave the club something to kind of cheer about. And I picked up an injury. Um, I tried to, I think there was four games left. I tried to run to keep a ball onto the pitch, stopped it and continued on onto the tarmac and slid into the wall. So my feet went, one went like that and I ended up like shattering under my heel. So, um, yeah, I missed the last four games. We ended up getting relegated to League One. Um, second season then, or the third season then, I first day back running was the first day of pre-season. So you can imagine how that went, uh, blowing. But uh, we had a good season. The man, like the manager, done fantastic. I think started off a bit slow. Obviously, he was new to it. We were new to him. Uh, but he who really, who was the manager at this point, Sean? It was Neil Harris. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you said that. Right? Yeah. So, um, had hit a good run of form after Christmas and ended up finishing the playoffs. I ended up getting sent off um, two games before the playoffs. I uh, had a three-game ban, so missed the first playoff game. Didn't play in the second leg. and We won both of them to get to the final and didn't start in the final. Um, and we lost 3-1 to Barnsley so that was disappointing um, 
I think obviously the heartache made us stronger because the, my fourth season then we finished in the playoffs. I think we had an unbelievable cup run, got to the quarterfinal to be absolutely hammered by Tottenham in my heart lane, 6-0. Uh, but we were on a 17-game unbeaten run, uh, finishing the playoffs and won the final in Wembley. So, yeah, it was, it's been roller coaster. Um, then first season back in the champ, we finished eighth, which was unbelievable. Uh, last season then we struggled. We were down there for a good bit and um, stayed up. I think we'd lost our way to safety because uh, there was work, there was <laughs> three worst teams. But uh, then this season, um, Neil was still in charge. I think we had up and down results. He was obviously under a bit of pressure from the fans. Um, and the man that he was, he stepped aside to let someone else take it on a bit further. And Gary Rowe is now the manager and doing a unbelievable job with the same group of players. I think he, he, he's had a very good reputation, Gary Rowe, as a manager anyway, didn't he? At Birmingham, I think. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, Stephen Gleeson was at Birmingham with him and can't speak highly enough of him. And obviously, done the same at Burton, I think it was, just before Birmingham and got them into the championship. But um, I can see why he's solely highly, highly regarded um, in football. Definitely. Yeah, well, you have such a there's a real Irish um, connection there at, at Millwall at the moment. You've got yourself, Alex Pierce, Aidan O'Brien, um, Jason Malumbi. Uh, am I missing anyone there? Danny McNamara, he's a young young lad. Oh yeah, he's got the twenty fullback. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's Irish descent. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into the politics of that but um, what was it like your debut the call up and stuff like that because were you thinking at any point that it wasn't going to happen um, I think in the in the March um, of that year there was a I think there was a friendly in Turkey and yeah. we, were, we were flying at the time we were we were on a great run. I think we were into the nearly up into the playoffs and championship. I was thinking, surely I'd scored a few goals. I was thinking, surely I have to get a call up for this one. Um, and I didn't. So I was like, I was livid, like you know what I mean. And I was no disrespect to anyone that was in. I was thinking, I'm playing much better than them. Do you know what I mean? So um, not by choice. I'd done an interview around the time after it and I'd said I don't know what I have to do to get into the squad. It seemed like it's harder to get in than it is to get out. And obviously somebody showed Martin that at the time, so he come back with a, an interview of his own and he'd said um oh in relation to my comments he said, Oh well we'll play well for a first. So I was thinking, oh, playing a lot better than what you have in your team, like. So um, then come the summer, then 
Um, we went we went to Spain the day after the season. We played. I think our last game was Aston Villa, and we won and it scored. And I think we only won one nil. But um, so I finished the season on a high. Um, went away with misses and kids and left football behind. And we were in the playground at the time with the two boys. And obviously, it was just wearing swimming shorts, no phone, no nothing. Mrs. went over to her to the baby bag and her phone. There was like loads of missed calls from her mum and dad and stuff like that. And she says, "Oh, your mum and dad are at the ringing about five or six times." Like, and I was like, "Well, ring them back. There's obviously something wrong." Like, yeah, so, you're panicking at this point. Yeah, yeah, you know, like as as anyone would. But uh, so she rang them back and she was. They were all like, "Ah, oh, congratulations!" and all. And Sinead was like, "What are you talking about?" She was like, oh, I've seen Sean got called up to the Irish team and stuff like that. And we were like, what? So I like, grabbed my phone and I was thinking, what's going on here? And it was literally like, like text galore. And I was thinking, what's going on here? Like, So I ended, I ended up, the first person I rang was the secretary at the club. Because I'd, I'd known from pre, obviously, some, most of the lads get called up and she give them a letter to say that they're in the squads and stuff like that. And I said, here, Karen, what's going on? Like, have you heard that? And she hadn't at the time. So she was like, no, I'll find out for you. So I didn't, I didn't say that to anyone until I found out the actual, like, formal source, if, as you'd say. Like, so, um, yeah, like, that, that's how I found out that I got called up the first time, which was, which was mad. So obviously, yeah, that was it. But um, there was two games then. It was well, there was three games actually. Sorry, there was uh, um, what's his name, Scott Brown's testimonial uh, against Celtic was the first one, and I was like, yeah, grand went played, uh, loved it, and I was thinking, oh, do you get a cap for that? Do you know what I mean? Like, if, <laughs> I knew that. There was going to be another squad announced for France and USA. And I got told, oh, no, like, you don't get a cap for that. Like, and I was thinking, oh, fuck, like. Um, so me and my missus were actually getting married in between the France and the America game. So she was like, oh, look, you're going to have to tell him. Like, what if he calls you up and that? And I was like, I'm not telling him. I want to find out if I get into the squad first before, before I tell him, like, just because... If I, I'd never, I'd never have known if I had a, if I had a told them like. Yeah. So right then, they announced a squad for France and the USA. France was away, and the USA game was in Viva. And I got called up, and I was, I was like, I was buzzing, and then I was thinking, oh shit, what am I gonna do like? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. The dates were, I think the game, the first game was like the twenty eighth. We were getting married on the. 31st and then the next game's on like the 4th so I was thinking right I'll ring him and I'll ask him like can I have a few days off in between to get married and then come back so I was thinking grand right built up the courage and I rang him straight to voicemail I had to leave him a message and uh, literally rang me back obviously he must not have a number so I rang me back straight away so I was like uh, hey Martin I was like how's it going uh, Sean Williams I was like, oh, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, uh, I was like, oh, look, thanks for uh, calling me up for the next squad. Uh, 
I've got uh, got a bit of news for you, like. So I said, oh, look, I'm getting married in between the two games. He was like, oh, geez, I didn't even know. Uh, congratulations and all. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's on the phone and he's like, uh, right, well, um, do you know what we'll do? Uh, we'll just leave it for this time. And I was like, I was like looking at the phone. I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean leave it? And he was like, oh, look, we'll just, we'll just get you in, call you up in September then as well. And I was thinking. I was like, oh, I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, look, I'm, I'm available for the game. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, look, I can come to the first game, go get married, and then I'll come back. And he was like, eh. he goes, eh. like, pauses for a couple of seconds. I'm thinking, oh, no, what's going on here? So uh, he goes, right, do you know what? Uh, you come to France with us, and then you can have the USA game off. How does that sound? And I was like, Oh yeah, that's fantastic. I was like, thank God. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that story. <laughs> that, that's that's really good though, because you 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 mentioned there about in in a previous press conference or something you'd mentioned, you know, about playing well or whatever. So obviously that kind of you know settled the dust, I suppose. Yeah, it must have. Um, probably should have done it a few years earlier, like you know what I mean. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I made my debut when I was thirty-one and. I remember we obviously because we were getting married, we no we no plan around football. We were literally just getting married. Didn't think we'd get called up or get called up, and we were going to Spain or we got married in Spain. So um, the day before I was meeting up in Ireland, I was actually we were actually going to Spain. So what I had to do was fly with my missus and the kids to Spain, and I literally. Got a car, dropped down to the pl- to the place we were staying, went back to the airport and flew back to Ireland because was meeting up the next morning. So they were all in Spain. Um, I was meeting up with the Ireland team. All my family, all her family, all went to Spain. So I was thinking, right, I want I want them to experience it as well. So I ended up bringing my Mrs, my dad, her dad, my sister, and my best mate, who were all in Spain to France. So I brought them. They flew up uh, the morning of the game. So they flew up, and because I was leaving after it, I'd ask, could I leave from France instead of having to fly back to Ireland and then make my way? So I ended up going to the game. I remember it was absolutely lashing rain. And there was no sign of me getting on. So uh, I literally warmed up for the whole second half. Uh, he brought he brought on David Myler and Harry Arthur. And I was thinking, similar kind of position. I was thinking, I'm never getting on here. Do you know what I mean? So I literally stood out in the absolute, the worst rain I've ever stood out in for half an hour just to kind of catch his eye. And luckily enough, I did and got on for the last 15 or so minutes. And what was it like? Because you're coming on there against the world champions at that point. And uh, yeah. I think if I remember correctly around that time, all the hype was around kind of Graham Burke and it was around Declan Royce. Unfortunately, I think he yeah, he was man of the match that game for us somehow. But uh, what was it like? Because you kind of went a little bit under the radar there because of, of all this going on. Like, Yeah. Um, do you know what? I'm normally like really critical of myself and, um, my own game and 
I'd never, I'd never think back to anything good that I did, that I did in a game. But for those 15 minutes I played, I literally, I didn't have a care in the world, and I played so well. Like, um, got the ball quite a lot, um, nearly scored, um, which I learned from against Wales. But um, I remember I played like left side of a three in midfield, and Graham Burke was playing. Um, left side up front so the two of us come on roughly around the same time and during when we were both on I said look I was like whatever you do just keep the ball this side you know what I mean because we want to show what we can do so what we've done not a lot but uh, we kept the ball as much as possible over our side and it made it because obviously he's a quite technical player as well so it made us feel our way into the game a little bit better and um, yeah, it was an it was an incredible experience. You know what I mean? It was it was amazing, and then to be able to share it with my family, and then to be able to leave from the stadium, we literally walked across to the pub across the road, and or there was a hotel, and yeah, so there was all the I think the Irish commentary team, the RT lads like Jim Beglin and stuff like that, they were all in there. And we were staying back near the hotel, but um, yeah, we were up the whole night. Do you know what I mean? Like celebrating. So well, it was the end of the season, and you were about to get married a couple of days later. So we're not. Ah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I just thought, look, if I if I never get a call up again, at least I've I've had the opportunity and I'll be able to get a cap for the appearance. So yeah, I tell you, we celebrated it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. So the wedding, yeah. the wedding went really well then, and then, um, well, obviously there because you're still married. <laughs> um, but moving, moving on from there into the next season, then because that's when the Nations League happened. Um, you, I'm trying to think of what way they kind of panned out. So we, we what the, the friendlies against Poland, which you, you played in, and you started in, but I think that was af- after a couple of games, yeah. was it? Yeah, I think that was in the same trip as the Wales one. Okay, because uh, I think we we played Wales um, in the same trip. I think we stayed in Wales for a few days afterwards. Obviously, went there a few days before, stayed there a few days after, and went straight to Poland from there. I, I think that was roughly. Uh, I think that yeah, them two. I think we're in the same trip. Yeah, well, with the Wales game, I was I was obviously at that game and. You know, I think I think that was Jonathan Walters' last game for for Ireland, the last game he played anyway before he retired. Um, so there was a lot. Uh, I suppose on that night, the only kind of bright spark or the only bit of positivity out of the game was your goal. But what was it like? Because I know and I can tell from talking to you, like it obviously means a lot for you to play for your country, and you obviously hold a little bit of regret that you didn't get to play till you were thirty one, and I totally understand that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Look, it was. It was incredible. Um, I remember, obviously, it was a terrible game and performance and results-wise for the for the team. And uh, coming on just after the fourth goal was like, oh, here we go. Like, is it going to continue or am I going to be able to help in some way? And um, my role going onto the pitch uh, from instruction was to sit and protect Kind of, kind of keep the score down. Maybe I don't know, but um, 
it was more of obviously a defensive mind decision uh, to bring me on and I ended up finding myself in the box and uh, <laughs> but I think I don't know how it's a lovely I, finish. I don't even know how I ended up up there I think I, they were keeping the ball so well kind of got a bit frustrated at the time kind of moved out of shape a little bit and luckily enough nicked it off uh, one of their players and the finish was lovely. Um, obviously, I, I I had a similar enough chance against France and scuffed it at the goalkeeper. So I thought, right, if I ever get that opportunity again, I'm just going to think it over because it works and it did. So uh, I wheeled away celebrating like I'd scored in the World Cup final. But um, to me, it was. Yeah, but you go back to what you said. It could be the last time you ever played, and why wouldn't you celebrate it? Like anyone would understand why you celebrate. Yeah, except for except for Wales fans. Yeah, no, yeah, Uh, yeah. uh, It doesn't bother me if anyone has a problem with it. You know what I mean? It's it's been my dream to play and uh, for Ireland and to get the opportunity to do it was amazing. To score was. uh, definitely an added bonus, and uh, I was going to make the most of it. Yeah, well, you were, you got your opportunity then against Poland, and for me in that game, and I know uh, John Egan uh, played that game as well. You had Aidan O'Brien play that game as well. Um, but I thought yourself and John Egan worked quite well. You know, keeping the ball. I think you you had a lot of taking the ball out from the back. You would be the first person to receive it. I thought you were doing quite well to get the ball and on the turn and then bring other players into play and I thought at that point with the way we were playing with such a lack of confidence um, that our midfielders weren't doing that, that it seemed like they, they were afraid to turn with the ball but you seem to have that confidence and I know a lot of people at the time were talking about it and I'm very impressed by you in that game uh, Yeah I think I know that we we played um, 3-5-2 in that game and um, obviously it was a free hit being a friendly and coming off such a heavy defeat the game before uh, he wanted people he changed the team quite a lot so I think the people that stepped into the team um, weren't kind of bogged down from the result before so they still kind of had the confidence and obviously they wanted to prove that they could play at that level and John Egan, as you said, um, who's now a shining light in the Premier League. Um, it gave them the opportunity to perform the way they wanted to and not under such strict instructions. Um, they were able to play the wrong kind of the wrong kind of game and build from the back um, and use the players that the kind of technical players higher up the pitch. I think we had Aiden up front with Callum Robinson who bounced off each other really well and um, it was, I think it was himself, Jeff Hendrick and Callum O'Dell that played in the middle and I thought, to be fair, when Callum played against Wales, I thought, look, I don't think he's ever going to play for Ireland again. Then when he played against Poland, I thought, this fella's going to play every week for Ireland. <laughs> like, do you know that way? It was, yeah. it, it was just that one, it was just one bad game um, against Wales and, uh, I don't think it, it kind of 
it definitely doesn't replicate the way that some of the players are that they're a lot better than that result at the time and obviously they've showed it in um the the last couple of games yeah well um have you have you been called up since then since the polling uh, the only i'd only i'd only received a provisional call up for a mixed first game and that was it okay and and you mentioned that earlier on i don't really want to go into the to the whole thing if it was a negative experience or whatever but you you went on to speak about obviously a Wolves and you didn't seem to like what he was doing in training or whatever and kind of went off about your business it, it, so is is that something that you see then was the reason that kind of how would I put it you weren't getting called up no um, last season like we we were struggling a lot last season and I think um, on performance and everything else, I, I don't think I merited a place in the team. So, uh, no, no, no qualms about it. Like, okay. Well, there's obviously a new manager coming in, Stephen Kenny. Um, I imagine your paths would have crossed at some point throughout your career. Yes, I made my debut against his Derry City team. Do you believe? But. Uh, I think in the league cup, but um, yeah, I would have played against teams he'd managed in the past uh, when I played in Ireland. Okay, well, there's obviously hope then. He, he would have seen you playing. He might know a bit more about your game. So there is hope that when football does kind of come back and if you're still playing well or whatever, that you might get a chance. And I think everybody is thinking that, you know, this is a fresh start. Um, it could be a different style of play of football. Uh, for the national team, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think it, it's the same at club level as well. The players that started the last game that we had aren't necessarily going to start the next one we had because there's going to be such a gap in between. And um, I think it's all about kind of proving yourself. And um, if I can do that at club level, hopefully it'll um, replicate at international level uh, with the Ireland team as well. Yeah, well, I've seen some articles where you kind of you've came out and you've said like you, you know, you're not you're not giving up on Ireland. You still, no. <laughs> you still want to make sure that you're you're in there or in the squad. You mean? So I I think it's someone like Wes Hulahan would be a bit of motivation for yourself, considering yeah, he came in so late. Yeah, like I'd, I'd never retire until I retired from football completely. I'll always definitely be available, and I'm not kind of push trying to push myself into the team on just if I play well uh hopefully it gets recognized and that's all to do it really yeah well uh recently you signed a contract with Millwall so you must really be enjoying their time there um the new manager came in Gary Rowett um you've got that Irish contingent there so life seems to be going very good for you yeah um on the football side of things yeah it's fantastic um I'd love to be able to finish my career here but I feel like I could play for as long as possible and if that was to come back home and play that would definitely be an option but um, at Millwall yeah it's 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 my home here now and uh, I love every minute of it I love going to train and I love going to the games and um, like I love going to the away games and I'm not even playing so um, yeah it's it's, it's great. Yeah, well, uh, when, I, when I actually 
pull up on their socials that uh, you were coming on the show. The first person that messaged me was Jason Malumbi, and he <laughs> just he just couldn't say uh, like enough good things about you. He's just said them from the moment he's walked in the door, you've been amazing to him. You're such a top man. Um, what's your relationship like with him? Because I've uh, I, I I can tell that you're quite close, and from the way he spoke about you, he just cannot uh, speak highly of you. Yeah, more no. highly. Sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, we're really good friends, and I'm I'm sure that we'd probably be friends for forever. But um, yeah, no, he's a fantastic lad. Um, obviously, being Irish is a big bonus. But uh, when he came in, um, quite daunting. Obviously, it's his first uh, kind of men's football. Um, to be introduced to, obviously he was in and around that Brighton, but here he's kind of out to make his own way. And I've kind of had the same when I went to Dundalk and Vinnie Perth kind of done that for me as well. So, um, yeah, look, I've, yeah, he's, a, he's a great lad and he's, e- he's easy to look after. He's not that way. So, yeah. Just in regards to playing with him, obviously, in midfield, that's obviously another option. Maybe Stephen Kenny, who we obviously know Jason quite well, could look at as well, maybe in the future. Um, oh yeah, well, De- Jason will definitely play for Ireland anyway, um, regardless of it being Stephen or what, but um, it'll be sooner rather than later, I can imagine. And I think the thing that you noticed the most about him was um, each game that he plays, you can see him improving every week, um, if you get me. But um, yeah, I think the kind of lad he is, he's he's always willing to listen and learn um, and take things on board and learn new things. So uh, he's got an amazing career ahead of him. Yeah, well, it, it's it's obviously nice that someone like yourself is taking the time out to to make him feel welcome. As you said, it can it can be a daunting, especially at men's football. I know he was in with Brighton and stuff like that, but um, he had a bad injury and he was coming back in then. So it was obviously very nice of you to put the arm around the shoulder, you know, and bring him in. And then now look at him since since he's got in, you know, under 21 captain and, you know, flying at Millwall. And you, you, are, you are flying as well, like. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's good times, mate. Um, he's, uh, he's, having, he's having a fantastic season. So hopefully they don't void it and then it'll all mean nothing and he'll never have played a, a game for Millwall. But, uh no. I never actually thought about it that way. <laughs> oh, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, he's he's a cracking lad, and I can't, I can't speak highly enough of him. Yeah, well, it seems to be a, a very mutual thing then between you. But um, listen, Sean, I've t- kept you uh, an hour, fifteen, maybe longer, because we had Wi-Fi problems before this. But I've enjoyed every single second of it. I I just want to hear, say a huge thanks for coming on the show. Not a problem. I've really enjoyed it, and thanks a million, buddy. Well, guys, if you enjoyed this uh, interview or podcast, whatever you want to call it, uh, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Don't forget to drop a like and don't forget to subscribe. And uh, don't forget to follow Sean there on Twitter. You can see his social media handle underneath his his head there, I suppose you could call it, um, or his frame. Uh, but, yeah, go yeah. give him a follow on Twitter and uh, keep up to date with, with what he's doing and make sure to keep an eye on him now when uh, football starts back up. Sean, you stay safe. And uh, God bless. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Emil, pal. Really enjoyed it.